Morning. Now, last service, there were a lot of people wearing the Eagles jerseys. They were the committed. Um, I think they were also afraid that we wouldn't be out in time for the game. But I want to promise to you this morning, uh, we will be done by the 440 kickoff. <laughs> Go, birds. <clears throat> um, so uh, it's so hard to transition out of talking about the Eagles. I hate that. Yeah. Stick to your notes, Dave. So for the past few months, uh, we have been in a season talking about a small piece from the book of John. John chapter 14, verse 6 says this. Jesus told him, he was talking to Thomas, one of his buddies. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Love that verse. Good stuff. Good stuff. We've been talking for months about that. And, and all of our series from October uh, through last week have been uh, about that verse in some way, shape, or form. We've talked about uh, Scripture and what it means uh, to dig deep into Scripture and how that shows us the way that is Jesus. We've talked about prayer. We've talked about the Holy Spirit. And how both of them create a connection with God. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to be in our lives and work in and through us, amazing things happen. And then over the past few weeks, we've talked about the hopes and the fears in all the years. I don't remember the rest of the, the lyric, but... Um, you know, that Christmas song, hopes and fears in all the years. Right? Yeah, you know. We talked about hopes and fears, and last week, uh, Pastor Steve uh, talked about, you know, uh, the, the fears that cripple us and, and that we need to just let them go. And he gave us a great illustration at the end of his message where he had us hold really tight with our hand and, and then release. And for many of us, myself included, that was like, all right, God, this is clear that you needed me to hear this. So this week, I want to take it one step further and kind of wrap up this whole the way stuff. But I want to sum up everything about the way in, 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 in very simply. All right, so a simple summary. Jesus offers himself as a different way, an alternative truth, and a promise of life. And the choice to follow him is ours. The choice to follow him is ours. And we can discover the way of Jesus has meaning for each of us here and now. And to take it one step further, it's a message of hope. I love hope, the church, but also, you know, the idea. I love the fact that Jesus came to give us hope. Amen? We could end there if you, you know, but apparently that wasn't enough because I didn't get any amens without asking for it, which means I have to keep going. 
So this this series about the way actually coincided with our confirmation class. And for those of you that uh, that are not aware, in in these two sections of of this room right now, we have uh, 19 uh, students that went through our confirmation class, and all 19 of them are here uh, this morning uh, to be confirmed. And confirmation, uh, they will be on the stage confessing their faith. They will be confirming the decision that was made for them at baptism because they were all like, you know, itty bitties when, when they were baptized. And so they're, they're confirming the decision that mom and dad made for them when they were baptized. And they will be doing that here this morning. But what's neat is in, in the confirmation class, we do about 16 or 17 sessions. I, don't, I honestly don't know how many it is. It's a lot. And in the midst of that, we do a retreat. So in October, all 19 of them, and Ashley and myself, and and a few other leaders, uh, went away on a retreat to a camp, and we did seven intensive sessions with them in the course of like 40 hours. Their brains probably still hurt. But in those sessions, the first three were really focused on the idea of Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. And in the very first session on Friday night, when we first sat down together, I gave them a simple illustration that, uh, to, to help describe them to that. And I wanted to share it with you this morning. Um, I did not draw this. Uh, it looks like a seven-year-old drew it, but um, it's, you know, if you Google the internet, this is what you get. Um, this is what uh, we we talked about. This is what they drew in in their confirmation books, and and this simple illustration was something I learned when I was in middle school. And it talks about the basis of the idea of Jesus being the way. And so all of humanity uh, is is illustrated in that in that stick figure on on the uh, my right, your left hand side of the screen. And and humanity is is on one side and 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 then God is on the other. And there's this huge gap in between that was caused by sin. And so G uh, so so God provided a way in Jesus. Note the that wording not only was intentional, but makes sense, right? God provided a way in Jesus to bridge that gap. And so when Jesus died on the cross and took this, our sins on his shoulder and paid the ultimate penalty for those sins... He created a path for us to have a restored relationship with God. That's right. Jesus is the way. He provides a way. He provides the path for us. NASA's been in the news uh, this week, like that transition, for, uh, 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 for a path that they have taken. Uh, the path actually started for them back in January of uh, 2006. Uh, the, they launched the New Horizons space probe, and that's a picture of it. I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Probably billions of dollars right there, but it's pretty cool. Because for the past 12 years, it has been traveling in outer space taking pictures. So it's like a, it's a really good camera. And, 
And this space program, so it was launched on January, I think it was January 16th in 2006. So, so in 10 days from now, 12 years ago, this, this, uh, this spa uh, space probe has been flying around taking pictures. And it's been in the news uh, more recently this past week because it took a very important picture uh, that, that it was attempting to take. So it did a flyby of a rock out in outer space. And that's what it looks like. This is Ultima Thule. My apologies that it's not in 4K. But that's the picture that came back. NASA's very excited about that. And rightfully so, because this was the old picture that they had on the left. And this is the new picture. So the previous picture they had of, of this traveling rock was one pixel. And now they've gotten a little bit more of a clear view. And over the course of the next six months, I believe, as, as seven gigabytes worth of data travel hundreds of thousands of miles back to Earth, we'll, we'll probably get a clearer picture. But they've figured out that it looks probably more like a bowling pin. And it could even be two rocks that just happen to be traveling and, and, and kind of circling each other together. They're about 10 miles, or it's about 10 miles in length. Um, this flyby, you know, you may think like, ah, it's not that impressive. No, this is. So uh, New Horizons space probe was about 2,200 miles from that when it took the picture. It was also traveling at a speed of around 32,000 miles an hour. So millions of things had to work for that space shuttle or that space probe to take that picture. That's pretty cool. Now, this is, this is the best we can do with our pretty awesome technology. And when we look at it, it's so out of focus. Now, they, they launched this program to discover more parts of our solar system and, and, and beyond to even discover the origins of our solar system. But spoiler alert, we know the origin of our solar system, don't we? They could have just asked me. It would have saved them billions of dollars. I would have done it for free. But as our technology improves, and as we get more information, that will come more and more into focus. But even then, there is so much we don't know about outer space. I mean, there's so much we don't know about what's going on in our lives Currently, there's so much unknown. And like we said over the past few weeks, so much fear in that unknown. But one thing this morning we know for certain is this, that scripture is something we have in our hands, something that is present with us, and something that will continue to show us the way. And there's a piece of scripture that I want to share with you this morning that is in Hebrews chapter 12. It is, it's a passage of scripture that I really, really like. Um, uh, this is something that, you know, I found when I was like in high school and um, uh, it's just a couple verses, but it's so powerful. And this is what it says in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge 
crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. But here's the good stuff. Ready? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. So we look to Jesus. There's another uh, version of scripture out there that says to fix our eyes onto Jesus. What it means, very simple, is to focus on Jesus. We know what it means to focus on something, right? To put all of our attention in it, to, to look at nothing else, to, to just zoom in on it. So when Jesus says to focus on him, he's saying, focus, look at nothing else, focus on him, not pay no attention to what's going on on the surroundings or behind you, focus on him. And when we do so, more and more will become clear around us. Focus on Jesus. As I was thinking about that, I was like, why would we want to be focused on anything else when we can be focused on the way? But that's not even the best part about this piece of scripture. There's a key word in here in those two verses. And it's one of those Keywords that's easy to look over. But I learned about 20 years ago when Pastor Rick, uh, uh, you know, was teaching me when I was, you know, like their age. He said, whenever you see the word therefore, it's there for a reason. I know. It's profound, isn't it? Yeah. I would like to take full credit of that, but I've revealed my source. So it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of our faith. So he's talking about, all right, look, there's a lot going on, all right? You know, but there's, there's a huge group of people that surround us that, that have this faith thing down. And so you and I look at that and we're like, well, what group of people are you talking about? Well, we have to go back and find out what the author of Hebrews was saying. So if you look at the previous chapter, the previous chapter is Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 is known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. And it's, it's like this, it's like this MVP list of people from the Old Testament that were faith champions. They got faith. They were good at it. And so the author tells us, look back at them for some inspiration. Be reminded that you're surrounded by them. And so I went and I looked back at it and I was, I was contemplating. I'm like, maybe I'll read all of Hebrews 11 to you, but I don't have that much time. So as I began uh, reading it, I, I stumbled upon the first couple of verses. Then I was like, wow, this really fits into what we're talking about too. It's almost like God ordained all of this. 
in a really cool, unique gift wrap package for me. And so Hebrews 11 starts out with this. It says, faith shows us the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of the things we cannot see. Anybody else get goosebumps reading that? Talking about focusing on the way? He says, through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed by his command. That we now see, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. NASA, if you're listening to this, there's your answer. And I promise to you this morning, I stumbled upon those verses after all of the, uh, the New Horizons stuff that I put in my message notes. Faith shows us the reality of what we hope for. Because as our faith increases, our hope becomes more clear. And there is hope this morning. Am I right? Faith helps us to bring that hope into focus. You see, Jesus is our hope. That's probably been preached from this stage thousands of times. He's our hope. And we know that this morning, there are, there are some of you in those seats that you're looking for hope. And this morning, I want you to hear that there is hope. There is hope through Jesus. And it's my hope for you that you find it before you walk out this morning. But I want all of you to know that it's time for each and every one of us to be more focused on Jesus. And it's almost like that makes sense when we talk about the new year. It makes sense when we talk about confirmation. But the question then is, well, how do we be more focused on Jesus? And for that, I take us to the roadmap that was given to us in Hebrews chapter 12. It's, it's almost like the author knew what he was writing before he wrote it down. He tells us exactly how. He says this in Hebrews chapter 12, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. What are the things that are slowing you down? What are the things that are tripping you up? What are the things that you need to let go of? I know Pastor Steve talked last week about letting go of those things you're so tightly holding on to. What are the things that you need to stop doing? The second part the author shares with us, he says, and let us run with endurance 
the race God has set before us. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This might come as a shock to some of you, but I don't like to run. I know it might be a little obvious I don't have a runner's build, but I hate running. I don't like to run short distances. I don't like to run long distances, sprinting, jogging, nothing. But that's not what the author's saying. He's saying run with endurance in the journey that is life. And he says that, uh, that you need the endurance because it is a journey. Life is not a sprint. Hope is not a sprint. It's a journey. And it goes back to everything we've been talking about over these past few months. How do you want to choose to live your life? Maybe for some of you it is to dig deeper into the word of God to learn more about the way. Maybe for some of you, it's to spend time deeper and deeper into prayer. Maybe it's to allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through you. I will say this, though, that when we talk about the things we do as followers of Jesus, they're not chores, but they are acts of of love because we are disciples. So what is it that you need to do? What is it that you need to not do? For some of you, I, you know, there are some people sitting in this room that have been attending hope for the better part of two decades or less or more. And that's what you do is attend. And maybe for some of you, it's to get into the race. There are ways to volunteer and serve here at Hope from standing at the front door greeting people uh, or in the lobby or working with kids or choir or uh, it, with our food pantry serving families in need, working with youth ministry or joining our team of people who pray for every single person in this room every week. There's so many ways to be involved, to serve, and to volunteer. Maybe for some of you, there might be some of you sitting in this room that this is the first time you have ever walked into a church, and you are still waiting for that bolt of lightning to hit. And for you, you just need to hear that there is a God who loves you, that there is hope in this world, and that you are not alone. And so my prayer for each and every one of you in this room this morning is this. When you leave here today, know that there's hope. Know that you're not journeying by yourself. Know that there's a God who loves you. And so as you prepare into this new year, I pray that those words 
will stick in your mind. Amen? So this morning, we are going to uh, confirm 19 students who have spent the better part of the fall discovering that there is hope and that there is a way in Jesus. And Pastor Rick is going to come up and uh, lead us in our confirmation ceremony as we celebrate as a community this group of young men and women. Amen?